UVA basketball schedule. Jack Salt joins us, as well as Casey Marcel. Welcome to the Jay Willie Show. I'm your host, Mark Jerome. And of course, the other gentleman on your screen is none other than Jason Williford. Unfortunately, for the second straight week, YB cannot join us. He had a family thing. He will be back to join us next week. Coach, how was the week? Any good updates? It's a good week. Um, nothing new on our end, except we, uh, we do have a start date now. We got uh, November 25th, so we're excited about that. Um, all guys are, are working hard, and my golf game's getting better. In fact, I'm just getting off the chipping and putting uh, green um, with, with my youngest. Cam's actually got some touch with, with the golf clubs. He's pretty, good. He's pretty good around the green. Let's not get him too diverted from the basketball court. UVA fans are looking no, 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 no. forward to he's, him. He's, he's still basketball and football at heart. But, hey, listen, you got to teach him early. You get that swing down early. You know, take it easy on the football, too. It sounds like he's doing a few too many things. Let's, let's, let's kind of redirect him. I like, I, I, like him on the, I like him on that football field. Okay, Jess, did you hear the report about football yesterday, how many dudes went down? That's okay. And did not okay. return? I think he's, there were like 40 guys. He's a, tough, he's a tough cookie. I like him. I like him out there. Well, let's keep him tough on the basketball court. You be a fan No matter how many time ways you say it, we don't want him playing too many other sports. All right, all right. All right. So, as you mentioned, the season is pushed back to November 25th, which is two weeks later than anticipated. Yep. When is the first day you guys can officially practice? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I do not have the official date. We, so, from the 25th, we I, work back seven weeks. So, you got seven weeks of practice yeah. time before your first game. I want to say October – 15th. 15th, 16th, somewhere around I'm, there. I'm fairly certain it's October 15th. Yeah. I, I, I think – now, and that goes back to what it used to be back in the day. It was always October 15th was, right. was the first official start. Um, so we gave them actually uh, – because of that, we gave them this week some time to rest and not hear our voices. Um, and then we'll, we'll resume and start back up with workouts. So we're, just, we're trying to be smart, not over, overdo it and kill them. There are a few other rules as well as that the NCAA has implemented to sort of combat COVID or, or work around COVID, and that is no scrimmages. Is that accurate? Correct. No, 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 um, no preseason scrimmages. Um, so <laughs> we're still the scheduling is is a work in pro progress, and we got the big fellow on. Um, All right, let's go. We'll, let's come we'll, back. We'll, to we'll that. come back to that, Mark. We'll come back. But let's say hi to the big fellow from. From way down in, in Auckland, Jack Saul, how you Hello. doing, brother? I'm doing great. Beautiful day here. I'm actually, I've moved down to Christchurch, so I'm in the South Island. Um, but no, I'm doing well. How's everything on your end? Hey, I can't complain. Good to see you, man. How, how you doing? You got, a little, you got a little beard action going? Yeah, you cut yours off. I thought you had a beard. I, I stopped, Jack. I had to get rid of it. Quamina said it looked ugly and... and uh, it was about four months of growth. That's a lot of growth. That's impressive. This is about a year ago, so I've been working <laughs> on it hard. Jack, How's what's going on? Everybody doing well, Jack? Yeah, everyone's good. Uh, my sister's over in Oklahoma. She's, um, I mean, as I'm sure you guys are, just trying to deal through all this COVID stuff and just trying to do what she can. Uh, New Zealand's been pretty, 
pretty good at dealing with it. So I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, we haven't, we went into lockdown a little while ago, but we're pretty much eased up now and everything's almost back to normal. So good. it's been good. Good, good. You guys did it right. You guys were one of the few countries in the world that got it right. Um, we're still working on this end with, with this COVID thing. Um, but good to see you, man. I know Mark's got some questions for you and I'll jump in, but tell everybody I say hello. Sure, I will. You too, Coach. Tell the family say hi. Will do. Jack, always great to see you. Sir, you too. It looks beautiful there. What's the temperature? Right now? Oh, I haven't converted into American uh, Fahrenheit for a while. I think it's like uh, 75. 75, maybe that. 80 right now. Yeah, it looks absolutely stunning. So how's your mom? She's good. She's uh, working away. She was on her way to retirement, but then COVID hit, so she had to go back to work and sort out sort out some stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, one of my favorite memories about your mom is, unfortunately, we, you guys lost the game against Florida the yeah. first 2016-2017 season mm -hmm. and sitting in the bar with her late night with you and your sister, your mom. Yeah. I think yeah, I Kyle's that. mom was there, and she was hilarious. Mark, Jack was not drinking. Just, just qualify that for the folks. No, no, he was not drinking at all. His sister wasn't Jack drinking. Jack was not at the bar drinking, everybody. Well, let me take that back. It wasn't at the bar, actually. So I'm okay. glad you said that. It was at a restaurant in the back of the restaurant, close I to the bar. I just want And the to adults know. may have had a drink, or the adults had a drink. Okay, The good. older adults, because Jack was an adult then. But the, <laughs> the parents. The parents. And Jack, have you ever been around Jack's mom? Yes. Have you? <laughs> she is... Alert. The joke she tells. Well, she's a character. I, I love her. She hasn't. She. She. She's. No, I haven't enjoyed her to that point. No. I'm just gonna say they're not always PG. Yeah. I. I. I, I yeah. I could only imagine. And Jack Jack's is very Barry. witty too. People don't understand how witty Jack Sauter. Jack's very witty. And it. Oh, well, I got it it certainly comes from at least his mom, possibly his dad, who I've never met, but his mom is very witty and very funny. And she, no doubt, no doubt. She, his sister, Jack's sister was, was fine. Jack was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. No, I'm, used to, I'm a, used to it by now. Jack's got, a, Jack's got a sense of humor. Everyone thinks he's this like rugged, beat you up guy he, who, who's always serious. He is, but he's got a wicked sense of humor um, at times. It's hiding. It's Jack, tell us, it, what have you been up to lately? Sometimes. Uh, so I've just been rehabbing. I, um, I went in for surgery on my knee two and a half months ago. So I've been rehabbing that and making great progress. So I'm just fortunate to be where I am right now. I'm in a great environment for me personally to get better. And hopefully I'll get to play some basketball at some point because I've been out for a little while. And I'm just really optimistic right now about my progress. After you finished school, you were scheduled to play in Poland or Germany? Yeah, Poland, correct. And then you got you got injured? I got sick, yeah, I got sick. So that got put on hold, and then I was going to play for a team in New Zealand, actually Isaiah, uh, Isaiah's old team, and then COVID happened, and then I was going to go on another contract, and I did my knee. So it's been a few a few setbacks, but um, I've, I've had a lot of people in my corner helping me out, so I'm very fortunate. What have you been working on to improve your health and, and overall game? And if you had your pick, I'll, there's a B part to that as well. Where would you like to be when you start playing again? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good question, Mark. Um, 
honestly, right now, all my energy is just getting back on the court. I'm just, each day, I'm just focused on what I have to do to get my knee right. Uh, there's a lot of other just small niggly things that I want to work on. But um, right now, I just want to get back playing competitive basketball, whether that's in New Zealand, Australia, Europe. Uh, I don't care. I just want to prove to myself that I can come back and play at a, at a high level. That's great to hear. Are you hey, – Jack. Go ahead, go ahead. Jim Willie. No, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was just going to ask, Jack, how, how often were you able to follow UVA last year? I was able to – I followed all the – like I saw the stats of all the games. I saw the highlights. Um, the highlights. But one of the – I actually got to go to the Duke game in Charlottesville, and that was awesome, man. Like it was so weird just being a fan. Like, I was – I don't know. I, I was nervous for the game, but it was like a different kind of ner uh, nerve just sitting there and not being a part of it. But it was, um, it was awesome, man. I definitely miss, I miss everyone there a lot. And I'm just very fortunate that I got to spend five years over there. Now you know how us coaches feel, Jack. I get those nerves every game. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Like, I didn't expect yeah. to get nervous. I thought I'd just be sitting there and be like, ah, oh, yeah, can I cuss on this? Is, this? is this for everyone? Is this a friendly show? It, it, it's it's a it's a friendly show, but Jack, be a little bit tame, Jack. You can't. Okay. You know, we we got. It, it's PG thirteen, Jack. I got you. So I won't, you I won't the, use the, the language bell. I use. What you say? You'll get the Dougie Fresh Bell if you curse. <laughs> okay, yeah. I won't use the language that I would use or practice then. I'll, I'll keep it a bit tamer. Um, but no, I was sitting there and it was just it's weird feeling getting those nerves just watching the guys. But I really. It was really good. Just gen I generally wanted to win so bad, and it was just a weird feeling to have. But I'm definitely glad I came to that game. No, it's it's because you're a wahoo. You're 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 forever a wahoo. So you'll always feel that way watching us. I, you know, former player, now coach. I get it every time. You you're just vested. You know, you you're you're all the way in. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Um, I know you and Isaiah are very close. How's he doing? And, and who else do you keep in touch with, Jack, of, of, of all your former teammates over the years? Yeah, I mean, my, I keep in touch with Zay. He's in Germany right now. His, um, his wife, his wife now is over there with him. I keep in contact with Marielle and Jared. I mean, those were my, my, my classmen. So those are the guys I keep in contact with a lot. But then I still keep in contact with the sheep every now and again. Uh, Ty, uh, every now and again, I reach out to him. So it's good to... I think he is he with Devin right now in Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I still keeping keep in touch with those guys. Uh, but no, it's really I'm really fortunate to meet some of my best friends through UVA. So I'm I'm very lucky that I that I had that experience. Good. Hey Willie, you you brought up the relationship with Isaiah, and I don't know if everyone really really knows how special that relationship was for you guys who became like brothers and supported each other. And we had Isaiah on the show on the podcast talking about his bout with mental illness and how supportive you were and how you really helped him, helped really helped him through his career and through his time at, at UVA. And he just uh, spoke so highly of you. I, I would speak highly of you when I, and when I think of, there, there are a few guys when I think of that UVA kid that you guys come to mind, right? But what was it about you and Isaiah that allowed you guys to click so well? Mm. Yeah, it's funny because our first year we didn't really talk at all. Like obviously we had practice and stuff, but we um we barely spoke outside of seeing each other at practice, uh, which was fine. I did not like him or anything. It's just we just didn't really click. Um, I was close with Mariel, and he was like the guy that I'd be with all the time. But then Zay, we just got closer, and um, he's an amazing person. He's uh, I learned a lot from him 
both on the court and off the court. But on the court, he's just the most amazing defender I'd, I'd ever seen. So I tried to learn as much as I could from him in that sense. And then just off the court, just developed a really good friendship with him. Um, he actually taught me a lot. I was pretty dirty coming into UVA. Like, I didn't keep every, my areas clean. And then he, he, he used to say, I'm grimy. I'm dirty. I was like, okay, I should probably be a little bit more tidy. So now I feel like I'm a very clean person. So I credit that to Zay and also Marielle. Uh, but now I've got a love, a lot, a lot of love for Isaiah, and I um, he'll be one of my best friends for the rest of my life. The, when you talk about athletics and team athletics, that is maybe one of the biggest beneficiaries of being on a team and developing relationships and developing close ties with your with lifetime friends that you'll never forget. I met some of my best friends on the basketball court, and that no one can ever take that away. It's it's one of the most special things that can happen to someone. Let's talk about your time, your first year at UVA and how you decided to come to UVA and your journey along that path. Yeah, um, so my journey to UVA, I was recruited by coach. I came on a visit. I was supposed to go on a visit after that, but I committed at the end of my visit. And then my first year was just a shock. I mean, this young kid coming from New Zealand, I come into practices. I see Darion Atkins, Anthony Gill, Mike, Toby, or, or my position, I'm like, yo, what did I get myself into, man? Like, I may be, <laughs> these guys, they must see something in me, but I don't know, man. Like, this, this is some high-level basketball, and I just didn't know if I would ever be able to play at that level, uh, if I was being honest with myself. But I redshirted, which I loved. I loved my redshirt year. I got I got to work with MC. Who I loved I loved getting to work with MC, and just that year for me to get my body in a bit better shape was, was huge. Um, but, yeah, my first year at UVA was just a big – a big shock uh, to what America was like, what American college basketball was like, and I'd say Virginia basketball, because I wouldn't say all schools would hold players to the same level of accountability as Virginia does, uh, but it definitely helped make me into a better person. What was your exposure before getting to UVA with college basketball? Not much. Uh, didn't watch much. I mean, it wasn't advertised hugely in New Zealand, so I really didn't know it was that big until I got over there. And um, before I committed to Virginia, they hadn't really, they were on the rise, but they hadn't won anything. And then after I committed, they ended up winning the ACC, beating Duke in the final. And I'm like, wow, this is, uh, this is a high-level team. Guess I'm in over there. So it was, uh, it, was, it was interesting, but I'm definitely glad I made the move. Hey, Mark, he was a big-time volleyball player. You got to tell him to send his clips of him playing volleyball in high school. We have to put that on the Locker Room Access website. Have Absolutely. you seen the photos of Jack playing volleyball? No, we need those, Jack. All right. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I was good at volleyball is because there wasn't many tall people in New Zealand. So they asked me to be on the team, and I was okay. And they, I made every team because I was so big. So I wouldn't say I was <laughs> good. I was just 6'10". And had, I was a decent athlete. I thought that until I came to America. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not a decent athlete. But, um, but uh, I did enjoy my time playing volleyball in high school. We watched you progress and progress. Jay Willie, what was his progression like as a player, as a student athlete at UVA on the court? And what, were you, what, what was the message that you guys were giving him from, the, from his first year throughout his time at UVA and, and even up until the champ, last game of the championship? It was, and, and Jack can attest to this, it was, it was play within yourself, be, uh, be physical, Embrace the physicality, embrace the defense, um, the rebounding, um, 
and, but Jack was always stubborn and he wanted more. He wanted touches. He wanted to shoot the jump hook and the three pointer. And, the, um, you know, he wanted to come off ball screen. So we had to, we had to <laughs> tame him a little bit um, in his excitement on the offensive end. Um, but he, he, he was a very diligent worker in all seriousness. He worked hard on all aspects of his game. Um, and I know at times some of the offensive frustrations, um, you know, you know, free throw shooting, he probably had four or five different coaches telling him what to do on free throws. And, and you know, sometimes you just got to let him be. And, um, but he worked, he worked to improve his offense each year um, while embracing who he was as a player. And that's what, that's what we talked about. Just within your role, be really good in what your role is. Jack, were you at all frustrated, upset, discouraged, demoralized with your minutes going into the tournament your last year? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, it was really hard for me because I, I obviously want to help the team. And it's a hard realization to know that maybe I wasn't helping the team because obviously coaches don't want to lose. And I, I know that. So for me, it was tough. But what I tried to do is at practice in the weight room, just try to bring that that energy and just do everything I could because Virginia had been really good to me. I mean, they gave me an amazing time in my life, a degree and so many other things. So during that last year, my senior season, what I thought it was going to be didn't happen uh, for, for several reasons. I mean, maybe injuries played a part. I don't know. But a lot of things did play a part. But I just tried to come every weight room session, every practice, just walk in and try help and help the guys. So I, um, I hope I did that. I'm, I'm glad I went out with the guys winning a national championship, and it was a, it was an awesome experience. I would, I honestly wouldn't trade it for anything. What was the message that was given to you at, during the Purdue game? Because all of a sudden the team was, the coaches decided, hey, we're going to go with Jack. And you really yeah. provided a spark and, and, and contributed to that game largely. And, and clearly UVA doesn't win without you playing so well in that game. Yeah, I mean, that game honestly was so huge for my mental. Because I, 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 I can honestly say I didn't have a big role within the team. I don't think my senior year on the court, maybe off the court I did. But for me personally, just if that a small bit. Because as a competitor, obviously you want to win, but you want to help win. So for me to have that small, I don't think it was a huge, significant part, but just a small part was really big for my mental. Um, and I'm glad I could help the guys in some way get to that, get to Minneapolis, and then everyone did their thing from there. But it was, um, for me, I didn't know I was going to be playing a lot in that game. I kind of assumed it was going to be like the previous games in the tournament. But I think somebody got into foul trouble and there was an opportunity and coaches left me in the game, which I was, um, I was really happy about. We've, we've spoken with so many people, either with podcasts or on the Jay Willie Show, I want to say, Coach Willie, help me out with this one, please. I want to say it was Coach O who brought it to our attention how significant Jack's role was in that Purdue game. Yeah, it, it, and, and to Jack's credit, not everybody – I've played with guys, I've coached guys. Not everybody's mature enough to handle that situation where your minutes have, have, have gone down, you, you play – more of a significant role the years prior. Um, but to his, to his credit and his maturity, Jack was just ready. So whenever he got the call, the Purdue game, and there were was, there was several other games throughout the season where Jack contributed, um, he was needed. 
in 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 you know in Jack's mind it was probably a small role, but even even those minutes were always significant to the success of the team, be it 10 minutes, be it 30 minutes. Um, but not everyone's able to handle that. Um, and, and he was very mature and, and, you know, being a fifth year that allows you that maturity. Um, but he was able to, to, to handle that. And, and uh, he, he was very significant in us advancing and, and ultimately winning it all. I, I don't think as a coach you want anybody who's going to be willing and accept without a fight going without going that back, are, back hard in practice. That's the that's the competitor in, in all of us. That's I mean, we want guys that want to be out there and you know, Coach Coach Bennett often says the hardest thing for him is is not playing guys who, who he knows wants to play. And that's a hard thing when you got 13 able bodies on scholarship um, and, and everybody wanting to play and, you know, guys who understand their role and, and accept that makes it a lot easier for us as coaches, but it's a difficult thing to, to, to have to do. Um, but, you know, sometimes we have to make those hard calls. And at the end of the day, Jack, you were part of a team one of 357 teams that won a national championship. You're a freaking champ, Jack. Yeah, 100%. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, if my tone, tone has come across like I have some kind of resentment, I don't. Like, I, I'm so happy. My five years at Virginia was amazing, and I loved it. Um, there's so many there's so many things that I loved during my time at Virginia, and I, I, I honestly wouldn't trade it because the person that's made me today is someone I'm I'm proud of and I'm happy of, so... And I'm pretty, I'm pretty glad I got out last year before this whole COVID hit because I feel bad for Marmody Brax and now even the seniors coming into this season. Like, who knows what's going to happen? So I, I definitely think I am, I am personally very fortunate with everything that went on. What is the competition? How has the competition evolved in New Zealand? Uh, honestly, it's still pretty similar. It's still quite a physical game, which is great for me. Uh, I am excited to get back and playing. I do have to lose some weight, though. I've got to get below or well, right around 240 um, because of my knee. The doctors think it's best I lose some weight, which is probably a good idea because me in the weight room all the time isn't really helping my basketball. It's just, uh, just making me look good, which is not. I'd rather be a better basketball player for now. Maybe when I'm done basketball, I can hit the weight room hard. But um, no, New Zealand, it's, it's, it's definitely improving. The New Zealand NBL has got better than New Zealand League. And then the AMBL, the league that Devon played in, uh, I think two years ago, is really good now. Uh, it's, it's a really high-level league, so I'm hoping I can eventually get, get back to that level. Is that, is that the Australian League, Jack, you're, ta- you're referring to? Yes, sir. It, so, so, so is that – did Devin play in Australia or he played on a New Zealand team that competes against Australian teams? How was that? So Devin – yeah, Devin played for the Australian team, but when Akil played for uh, the New Zealand Breakers, I think it was three years ago, he played in the New Zealand team that plays in that league. I got you. I got you. It was, and Zay played in, in – that was a different – that's a different league. Yeah, that's a different league. That's just the New Zealand league. So he played in a league that consists of just New Zealand teams. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we, we got some good news. We can't – I can't say anything other than we got good news coming out of New Zealand. Um, so we're excited about that 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 news. Um, that's the gist of what I can say, Jack. 
um, from well, a compliance standpoint. But we right, got I was to say by NCAA standards, I, coaches I, and representatives are prohibited from mentioning names. All I can say is them. we're excited here in Wahoo land that uh, we, yeah. you know, New Zealand's been good to us. I'm gonna is, get that, the, is that not official? It, 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 it's, it's official, but I can't comment. Can I say something about him? No. No. But we're going to okay. give but, – but I'm going to give a shameless plug to Locker Room Access and people can follow who's got next and okay. they can come on our site and they can follow who's got next and the information's on there. And, okay. And, Jack, you can, um, you can follow up on who's got next and, and if they ask any questions, you, 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 you're more than um, – you can answer those. I cannot. Sure. I tell you what, I don't miss those NCAA violations, all those little intricacies and rules of practice and Ronnie standing on the time with the time of practice. I don't miss that. <laughs> I miss Ronnie. Let me clarify. I miss Ronnie, but I don't miss hey, all the rules Jack, that the NCAA hey, Jack, would enforce. Jack, you mentioned 240. Your yeah. boy Jay Willie was 265 yeah. at the beginning of COVID. Where you at right now? 225. Hey, you cut out those mountain juice, huh? I cut out a lot of stuff, Jack. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's um, I was 270 at the end of my when I got sick, I, I got up to 270. Ooh, that's a lot of weight. I was a, I was a big boy. What but, did you um, do to lose 35 pounds? You said two, you're at 240 now. No, no, that's what I want to get to right now. Oh, okay. I'm at about two, 250. Maybe 255. I've still got 15 pounds to go. Um, but yeah, I've just been eating because I haven't been able to work out that much because of my knee. So I've really had to just eat clean and I'm on, the, I'm on the right track. I feel like I should get there in about two months. Please send me your diet, Jack. Okay. It's pretty, I eat the same thing every day. So it's, it's really, I, I enjoy it. I can do it, but not many people can. And then I have a cheat meal in the weekend. So I, that's, that's my eating. My eating pattern. But Mark, you're not gonna do the workout that he's gonna do. You're not gonna you're not gonna do all the cardio work. You are right about that. I do my little Sean T twenty five yeah, yeah, minutes, minutes in the morning fifty minutes in the morning. And that's really, really complicated and hard. It's I'm done. Yeah, but if you're I'm eating crazy. clean, the crazy thing is you don't have to work out really hard. If you're eating good, you can be in a calorie deficit. So people people think you have to work out really hard to lose weight. It definitely helps, but if you're eating clean, you can you can drop weight. I need it plastered plastered on the refrigerator between 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. so that I don't go in there. And I need a lock as well because I am there unlimited in an infinite amount of times to Mm -hmm. go into that fridge. I I can't stop. I need something. So, Jack, I'm really, I need need that diet. Hey, Jack. Jack, it, yeah. I, I can't remember, but what, what did you major in here at school? And when you're done playing, what, what are you looking to do? You're going to stay, stay home? You're coming back this way? What, tell us you, you, your plans after basketball. Yes, yeah, so I got my BA in anthropology and then my master's in education. But currently right now, I'm studying to get my certification to be a strength conditioning coach. I actually reached out to MC and I asked him what what should I do, and he told me to get the a specific certification. So right now it feels like I'm back in school. I'm uh, I'm studying in the books uh, on top of my rehab, 
And yeah, right now, if I had to decide after basketball, I think I want to be a strength conditioning coach. So that's what I'm what I'm studying for and getting my certification to be right now. Now you want to do that there, or you'd like to do it on the collegiate level, like MC or you know the the NBA? The, what what are your goals? Yeah, I, probably not NBA. I don't think I could work with guys that were making that kind of money. I'd rather be with uh, younger younger athletes that I could maybe te- uh, teach something to. Uh, so yeah, college would be good. Maybe somewhere in New Zealand, somewhere in Australia. Right now, I'm really open. I just want to get my certifications. I'm going to get my Australian certification, my American certification, and then just play it from there. Gotcha. Well, good luck with that. That's that's awesome. Appreciate it, Coach. Jack, I, we know you have to get to an event. Um, what what are you going to tonight? It's an event with a coach, or as I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually um, it's 11.30 a.m. here, so I've got coaching. I help coach at a local uh, elementary school, just some community work. And, yeah, I get my workouts done in the morning, and then they just have me working in the community. So I really enjoy that kind of stuff, so it should oh, be good. Great. That's great. What, how do the kids – do they know you as an NCAA champion? And they, do they watch highlights and they, when they see you? Are they all excited? Most kids have no idea who I am, which is awesome. <laughs> like, they go – because I, I coach with basketball coaches who um, who's play basketball. So they'll ask the kids, and they'll like, put your hand up if you know who this is. And nobody knows who I am, which is it's so weird going from Charlottesville where the kids would be yelling and screaming. And I walk into schools and kids are like just throwing the ball at me. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I just, they, don't, they have no idea what, what team I was a part of. And I'm just going in there as a regular guy. They do notice, they do see I'm quite tall though. So they listen to me sometimes. <laughs> Incredible. You were in a country with 350 million people or so. And millions and millions of people watching the NCAA tournament, and you were a household name across this country, and you go to your own backyard, and the kids have – do the parents know? Uh, no, I don't think they know either. I mean, college basketball just doesn't follow that, uh, follow that much here. I mean, within the basketball circles, people uh, – some people recognize me, but, yeah, I, I love it. I just go into schools and go into places and just, just a regular guy. Incredible. Incredible. Well, yeah. I know you have so much to teach them and they're very lucky to have you as a coach and with all of your knowledge and your intensity and, and your, and you once again, another extremely humble young man coming through UVA. He, he embraces those pillars, Mark. He embraces those pillars. Hey, and, and, and Jack talked about, you know, his, you know, working with the kids and, and enjoying that. Jack really enjoyed doing that. Um, here in Charlottesville, and, and the kids loved them. The schools enjoy having them. Jack, I thought that was one. You, know, you guys, you were you in particular were very good about the outreach in, in the local community. So um, obviously, we got a lot going on here in the U.S. But but what you did um, and how you carry yourself, man, we 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 are very appreciative for, of of that. Um, and, and we just, we, I thank you on behalf of, of, of the staff and, and the entire athletic department, because you were a huge representative of, of UVA and UVA athletics and Virginia basketball. So thank you for, for all that you did, um, because those folks still ask, how's Jack? And they miss you back here, man. So um, you, we appreciated all of that, all of your efforts. Yeah, that means a lot, Coach. I appreciate you. Jack, always a pleasure. Enjoy your time out there. We look forward to hearing about 
your professional career. And hopefully I will get a chance to bump into you in Charlottesville or New York or somewhere around the country and around the, around the world. As soon as COVID dies down a little bit, I'd love to be back in Seville. Yeah. Please send your best to my mom, to your mom. Mm-hmm. Will do. Hey, Jack, right. stay safe and best of luck to you, okay? Tell everybody hello again. Thank you, Coach. All the best, guys. Take All care, right. Jack. So whenever I think about the person that bumped into me or I bumped into in Minneapolis telling me that the UVA kids are so special, they hold doors open for people, they say thank you, they're so polite, they're so humble, it's Jack Salt's face I see. Well, Jack and Devin, right? Those two <laughs> kids. great ambassadors of, of the program. Yeah. Um, just and Devin, it, 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 was, it was cool both Ty and Devin were back on Friday, they popped in and watched practice. It was good to, you know, say hi and, and see them from a distance and catch up. Ethan is like COVID cop, so we can't get close to him. You know, we've got our mask on, but um, they, you know, fr- from a distance, they we caught up and, and they seem to be doing well and, you know, they're here working out. But uh, they both looked at me and were shocked at, at, at what I looked like. Um, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm trying to catch you too. So, um, but it was, it was fun seeing them, but it's always good to, to jump on with former players and, um, see them when they can come back in town. So that is, that was fun having Jack on. Yeah, always. What were Devin and Ty's responses to the team's workout? You know, I, I, they, they were there at the very beginning. Uh, so I, I, Hadn't talked to them since watching the workout. I'm pretty sure they got, they've got their opinions. Um, but I'm going to quickly remind them that, you know, as, as first years, they, they had a whole lot to work on too. So, 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 so don't come, don't come down on the boys too hard. But I, yeah, I, we, we, Ty and I are supposed to do lunch one day this week. So I'll catch up with them. That's awesome. Well, so yeah. tell my child I said hello. Will do. Mr. Morsell. From one former who to a current one, Casey Marcel joining us. Casey, such a pleasure. Honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mark, it was easy. You said, can we get Casey? I said, that's a done deal. (laughs) Casey, all I had to do was tell him, you better get your butt on the (laughs) (laughs) So, Casey, I need to, for the people that don't know this, one the first time... I watched you. Well, the first time I watched you was practice, right? And then mm-hmm. I saw last year, I guess, the beginning of the year before the season started. But then I, I watched you at Syracuse and was so impressed with your on-ball defense. But then I watched you in another game that was on – I don't know if I was watching this on TV or at the game in Charlottesville. And I could not believe that a young first year had the presence to do this and someone who was so thoughtful and considerate of his teammates. I, I can't, at this point, I can't remember who UVA was playing. It was late in the game with a couple of minutes left and someone was cup subbing in for you because UVA was up 20 points at this time. Game was over. Mm-hmm. And you noticed someone coming to the scores table subbing for you. But the time kept running, right? And the whistle wasn't blowing. And you acknowledged that in your head and became aware of it. So you intentionally fouled somebody to stop the clock 
to let one of your teammates sub in for you. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, hold on. You're giving the Casey a whole lot of credit. I, I think Vince <laughs> might be yelling, no. wow. <laughs> uh, so the question, Casey, was did someone actually tell you to do that? I, I didn't see anybody give you those instructions. <sighs> no, I didn't. Uh, I know. Yeah, no one gave me instructions. I know. Uh, I, know. I, I watched it. Yeah, I'm, I think it was Jaden. It was, uh, I think he was the one coming in for me. It could have been someone else or Grant or somebody. It, but... it was either Jaden or Grant. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to get him in there. Um, you know, we had a good enough lead, good enough cushion. So it's like, why not? <laughs> Jay's jumping at the bit to say something. Go ahead, coach. No, I, it, I, I see you. No, that's my boy. I love him to death. <laughs> you know, I, I, I recruit that DMV area. And, um, you know, so Casey and I got a, a good relationship. I've I'm, I'm recruited him for a long time. So I just, I'm, I'm, I was listening and wanted, to, I was eager to hear his answer to that question. That's all. <laughs> it hey, was just, listen, I do appreciate you jumping on. Um, tell the people, Casey, how, you know, obviously, look, your first year you played a ton of minutes, uh, obviously didn't, didn't necessarily shoot the ball as, as, as well as you would have liked. And as well as I know you can, you know, coming out of um, St. John's and, and playing in the WCAC and playing for takeover, you know, having watched you score a ton of points. Um, but tell the people kind of your mindset this offseason and, and kind of what to expect moving forward this year, um, what you worked on and, and some of the stuff, you know, what, what, what we can anticipate this year from you. Uh yeah, um, like you said, uh, the shooting, um, it was what it was last year. Um, I kind of moved on from that. Uh, you know, that was one of the biggest things uh, that affected my shooting last year was letting things snowball in terms of uh, letting one shot or letting one shot lead to the next miss shot. Um, and that was, I feel like you know that was the main uh, thing I tried to work on, just moving on to the next play. Um, so I spent a lot of time just, uh, you know, in the foundation or in the DMV area, you know, uh, training with guys I've always trained with my whole life. Uh, and I kind of – I got a lot better. I learned a lot. I've just been playing with high-level guys. And uh, so, I mean, from that, I just learned, you know, different techniques on how to be effective on an offensive, defensive end. Um, and I, I would say I'm going to improve a lot this upcoming year in all different areas, you know, shooting, defense. Um, you know, I'm going to communicate a lot more and just do different things up the team way. Good. With, at the end of last season, Casey, what was the coach's message? What was Bennett's message to you and saying, hey, I want you to work on this, this, and this? And how did you take that? Did you take it as criticism? Do you take it as I belong here and I'm going to work on this and I'm going to come back much stronger next year? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think all of coaches' criticism is constructive criticism. Um, so, I, you know, anytime I get uh, any of my criticism, whether it's from, you know, Jay Willie or uh, Coach Ben or anybody else on staff, I mean, it's, uh, it's beneficial to my, to my game. So um, I guess one of his main messages were, you know, ball handling and, you know, different uh, shooting techniques. Um, and I guess like communicating on all ball defense, I could improve that a lot on that. But, um, I mean, just, you know, I guess improve on those areas and then I guess come back stronger. Outside of the shooting piece, what was the most challenging part coming from high school to college? 
Uh, I just I would say just the the lifestyle in general. Um, it's a complete transition. I mean, because you're always busy. There's always somewhere you need to be. You always just need to be doing something. You don't have as much, I would say, just free time on your hands. Like, you know, it's like you, you as soon as you wake up, it's like you either you go straight to class, you know, treatment, then practice, and then lifts, and, you know, film, and list goes on and on. And then plus you're traveling. So um, I would say just the general lifestyle and then just, like, time management is, is crucial. Um, I, I could have done a lot better with that last year, uh, managing my time well. Uh, but I mean, you know, you, you live and you learn. Yeah, well, it's not always the easiest transition going from high school basketball and high school and high school just in general to going to college. Yeah, sure. Now you had a heavy basketball schedule. You're traveling, you're playing, you have to be up early in the morning for morning lifts. Yeah, you really have sure. to construct your schedule and it's got to be really strict, I imagine, and, and try to adhere to it every day. Right. Yeah. You came from a very, very competitive high school environment, right? One of the toughest leagues in the country mm-hmm. in, the, in that area in St. John's. Uh, did you, coming into UVA, did you expect to play right away? Did you think, all right, this, I'm going to come in, I'm going to start, I'm going to play 20 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game? Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you expect um, to at least – well, I knew I had a chance to come in and start and play. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of had expectations to come in and uh, make a difference early. Um, but mainly I just wanted to uh, just be in the rotation and, you know, just help the team win, um, I, I would say, uh, and just grow. Uh, I mean, that was, those are my, the three main things I really wanted to do coming in first year. But, I mean, I, like you said, I guess coming in, like I just wanted to kind of get involved and just be in the rotation. What was your mindset and what was your, your thinking throughout the season? You had to, most first years don't get nearly as much time as you got, right? And I don't know yeah. if you're aware of that or not aware of that. When you struggled, there were times when you struggled. Were you thinking, okay, I'm going to get over this. This is fine. Were you, were, did you have conversations with specific coaches who were helping you out through it emotionally and mentally? Or were you just, just like, I can't deal with this anymore? And you just stopped. Was that – something that that maybe where you felt like you, you couldn't perform anymore oh uh, no i mean yeah like you said i mean, I, I talked to all the coaches um you know i met with pretty much everyone um and just trying to stay strong mentally was the biggest thing for me um i, I think the toughest part was just i know I, I put a lot of blame on the losses and stuff on me um when it came to i was to say just my general performance you know as a, as a score like you know i would go like I say one for five from three and, you know, or one for five from, or I don't know, like one for six, one for seven from three. And we lose a game by like, you know, by two or three, you know, and I, I would put that blame on me. So uh, I would just have, a, uh, I would struggle with that, you know, last year, but um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, it was just one thing I did good last year was just move on to the next game. I feel like I approached new game with a fresh start, uh, with a fresh mindset. Um, and I don't know, I just, you know, it was, that was a tough thing for me, just trying to, you know, take the blame off me. And, and well, Mark, he he had me yelling at him every day. And so <laughs> I probably made it worse. So I I had to calm myself down. Um, and And I just, you know, I don't know, Casey, am I, am I accurate? 
Like I jumped you every day. You made a mistake. <laughs> and you, you get down on yourself. And, and I do think he's right. The biggest thing for him was just mentally don't let stuff snowball. And, and, and we had a conversation. I don't know if you remember this conversation where I said, just, just let it go. I said, yeah. you, 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 you were co-player of the year in that league. Like, you can play with anybody. Just go play and be you. And, and I thought, um, and I know, you know we're asking a lot about some of his struggles, but I thought, you know, when we, towards the end, I thought he started to play some good ball and he was relaxed and, and, you know, I don't know if it was, you know, coming off the bench and, and not having the, you know, the pressure starting, but I thought we were turning the corner um, as a team. And I was excited going into postseason play because I thought in particular Casey was, was, was coming. Um, and, and it wasn't just about the shooting, but he was doing other things. Like his defense was was great. He was he was, you know, he he make a couple steals and um, you know maybe get an assist or go in and, and get an easy two. Got to the free throw line. You know, he was just doing stuff to make the game simpler for him. Um, so um, those are the things that I'm I'm looking forward to this year because I thought that stuff started to come later last year. There were signs of brilliance, literally, throughout the season. I mean, I saw some pull-up jump shots off the dribble, and I was just amazed and thought, this kid can really, really play, right? And again, and I agree with Jay Willie, the more you play toward the end of the season, the more you produce and the better you looked. Was there something in particular with your shooting? I'm going back to your shooting, is that you worked on over the season, your release, how you held the ball, um, and, and also in, in, uh, the three-point shooting in, in general was down last year in, in, in the NCAA overall, I think, by a percentage point or two. What was it that, that you worked on to make a difference coming into this year, specifically with your shooting? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I worked out, like I said, with, you know, Darren McClinton over the summer. and We, we kind of broke it down to the very beginning to figure out where uh, I was off. And, uh, you know, one of the main things for me was that it was the ARP. The ARP was really um, low, and, you know, the hand placement was kind of off with the shot. Um, and, John, you know, that was the main two steps that we, you know, figured out, you know, the ARP and the hand placement. Um, and after that, it was just, you know, you know, I don't know, like, just keeping it one motion. And, you know, I feel like there would be some times where it would kind of be, you know, uh, I would hold it at the top or something. Um, to make it come out pretty off. So different things like that that we worked on um, to make the shot more effective. Yeah. Hey, Casey, the folks don't know this, but you got an older brother that was a heck of a ball player, man. How's he doing? How's Mike doing? And, and is he is he back to playing overseas? Oh, yeah, he's doing good. Uh, thanks for asking about him. But, yeah, he, he's he's um, – He's back home. Uh, he's getting ready for some workouts with a few teams, uh, NBA teams here or G League teams. And uh, you know, he he last year he was in England and he he got a, a first team all league and different things like that. So now he's trying to come back over here to play over here. Where Can did Mike you beat play your brother one on one? Hmm. Can you beat oh. your brother one on one? I think so. Now I think I got him now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Where did Mike play in school? He played at Towson. 
University. Yeah. yeah. Who's got the most points in high school, you or him? Oh, me. Me. He, <laughs> hands down, you? Yeah, hands down. Hands down. Oh, yeah, hands down. No, it was because I think he um, he spent two years on JV. So uh, I kind of got a year, a little, yeah, I got like a year over him. Oh, yes, okay. over, so. I spent yeah. two years on JV. Oh, you did? I played, yeah. Back in the day that you had to. You couldn't play varsity back then. It was too good. Hey, Case, going back to the team. <laughs> there's a lot of competition at the guard spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? The fans are extremely excited about the talent. With you, Kihei, Reese Beekman, Jabri, uh, who am I forgetting, Coach? Thomas. Thomas. And McCorkle. What's that? McCorkle. And Corkle. Yep, and Corkle. How is power practices? Are they very competitive? Are they? Are they? Like, are you guys really getting after each other? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we definitely go after each other. Um, like you said, it's a lot of competition. It's a lot, of, like a like we call it back home. It's good bump. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, it's always. Uh, I mean, it's it's a good way to get better, man. I mean, these guys, for a short amount of time, we've all been together. Um, I've improved so much just from having. I don't know, like, you know, Reese, you know, challenging me and, and Jabri, you know, talking and trying to throw me off in my game. So, uh, I mean, they, you know, they they bring something special to this team that could definitely help us win. Coach, what's that guard spot looking like in terms of, not in terms of the, the pecking order of who's going to play, but just when you're watching drills and you're watching these guys go after each other? It's fun. The competition is always good. And, and, and it makes for, for, for a, a really good team because you got to earn it. You got to get after it and compete. Um, I don't often see the guards because I'm, I'm with the bigs. And Casey don't want to see me because when I get them, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm, – I'm working until he, he, he got to go to the trash can and puke. Um, but they normally get after it pretty hard. Um, and, and you got a lot of different I – mean, you, you got Kihei and Casey who are great on-ball defenders, and then you got, you know, um, Jabri who can get a shot. Um, you got Reese who's, who's really good, and I think he's deceivingly quicker than people think. And – um, you know, Cody's been been really good, and Tom's. You know, so you got different length, size, speed, strength, athleticism. Um, makes for make makes our job tough, but um, th those guys are, are putting in the work, and and they 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 earn what they get. Can you think of another time when they, when everybody at the guard spot could really play? Well, yeah, we we. Them? We've we've had that we've had that before when with you know London and and Devin and Ty and Kyle and Marielle and DT and um, you know we we we've had quite a bit of talent at, at the guard spots and um, you know you just gotta gotta keep working and earn what you get and you know we'll put the right guys out on the floor and and, and if if, if they don't get what they want, they keep working and, and, and just keep trusting the process. It's, and, and it'll happen. 
Casey, how has COVID been a challenge for you? And have you, how did it help you? It probably gave you a little bit more time to also be in the gym and work out, right? And able to focus on that more than some other things that you might not have been during a normal year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, COVID was, uh, I don't know, it, this summer was definitely beneficial uh, for me. Um, you know, like you said, it wasn't a normal um, summer, but, you know, like I said, just going home, just to being able just to spend time with, you know, my family and guys, you know, I hadn't played with in such a long time. Um, you know, it was it was just good just for my mental and everything. Um, and I don't know, just – you know, just being home away from Charlottesville just for a little bit. It, it was just good just to be away. But, you know, when I came back, it was it was. You had enough back. of us. You had enough of us. No, 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 no. Hey, so let me ask you this. From an academic standpoint, how, mm-hmm. how challenging was that just doing virtual as opposed to in-person? And, like, you guys are all doing virtual now. Has, has that – been eat I shouldn't say easier but like is does that make um the academic rigors I guess a little easier um where you're doing it online not getting up having to go to class but what do you prefer and 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 what was that transition like having to do virtual and not go to class yeah so um I remember it was last or last school year when we transitioned to go online. Uh, I mean, it was a lot easier. I mean, cause you know, teachers kind of reduced all the, all the workload of everything. Um, and, you know, I mean, everything was kind of just made simple cause it was just a quick transition online. Uh, but now, I mean, it's a lot tougher now cause it's like, you know, it's, it's legit. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot tougher cause you know, you got to always like email and try to communicate with, with teachers and, you know, you're always emailing and trying to reach out through through uh, technology, as opposed to just approaching them in person, or you know, what I mean, as opposed to just going to like office hours like you usually would. So, right. um, different things like that is what makes it tough. But for the most part, I mean, you know, looking at the screen and you know, learning is is good. It's good enough for me. You guys see a lot of schools on have more online courses where they offer those UVAs unique in that we don't have as many but obviously COVID changed that I'm I'm old school man I I would much prefer being in class when I when I decided to go to class I I would have much rather been in person than doing it online there's no way you get me doing it online in my bedroom laying in the bed no way yeah I mean but I mean technology just plays such a big role in this in this generation I think it makes the transition much easier for a lot, a lot more people. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old school. I'm an old dinosaur, Casey. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like that. The Zoom thing's all <laughs> new for me. Casey, <laughs> okay, so last question for you. The NCAA just recently announced that you guys are going to start November 25th, and I think you guys start practice on the 15th of October, somewhere around there. You should know that by heart. What was your reaction? Were you really concerned that there might not be a season? Uh, I mean, no, after after watching the NBA restart and, you know, ha- watching them figure everything out, um, I knew there was a strong possibility for us to have something. Um, I mean, I thought it was going to be later than November 25th. 
Um, I didn't expect it. That was the biggest shock for me. Um, November 25th is actually pretty soon. But, um, like, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I'm just excited, you know, no matter what day it is, as long as, you know, we get to go out there and play. That's uh, a good opportunity and it's a blessing. Well, barring any medical issues, major medical issues or any outbreaks, we're still oh, yeah. still crossing their fingers that November 25th is the actual start date. So Yeah, and, we, sure. and, and, and trying to figure out the scheduling and, and, and how you play um, some of these non-conference games, yeah. you know, that, that, that's been an issue. So we'll Jay, Yeah, well, I'm going to get to that with you by yourself, Jay Willie. We're going to let Casey go back to studying and keep he, resting his body and eating right and doing all the little things that are he, he better He, he better go study. <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate it. Thanks for hey, having hey, me. Casey, thanks for coming on, man. I know I, I know oh, yeah, you had no choice, but thank you for coming <laughs> on. Tell mom and dad I say hi, okay? We'll do anytime. Thanks for having me again. Casey, you got a lot of fans behind you, so everybody's rooting for you, wishing you the best, and looking forward, really looking forward to you having a great season this year. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. And you got to tell him you came on. Yeah, he jumped off quick. I made him jump on, Mark. I was gonna, just going to say, not too many people could have got him on the show, Jay. No, I, I, that was an easy one. The, the current guys I can get with ease. Like, I, I just threatened to get them up at 6 a.m. Or say you're not going to get any playing time, right? There, there you go. Okay. I can get those guys. It's the old it's – the, it's the alumni that give me a hard time now. Uh, really? I'm, okay. But yeah. all these – whenever we reach out to people, everybody's excited to come on. You guys have the magic touch. Well, because they want everybody we, – we tell them that they get to share some stories about you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the season and talking about I, – I believe it's the season is going to be reduced by four games. Um, so minimum, you, minimum of 13, max of 24, is that right? I, I just read that it was going to be reduced. Each team would, would have to reduce their schedule by four games. Minimum yeah, so, the, 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 so I think – you could play as many as 28, 29 regularly. So, um, and, and, and then the minimum to qualify, I guess, for postseason, what I, and this is all moving, is 13 that you got you to play. So, um, we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the whole scheduling, of, like I was saying, the non-conference, um, you know, obviously we had some good games. You know, we, we were in an event that wouldn't classic. Um, you know, we Nova uh, up in up at the uh, – I want to say we're at the Garden, if I'm not right. mistaken. You are. Um, so how and where we play those now is still what we're trying to figure out. Okay. So there hasn't, has there been an update on the Wooden Legacy Tournament? Um, I, I think Orlando is the bubble for Wooden, um, and it's just a matter of – the. Are we going? Is that going to work? And and I guess teams have to confirm here pretty soon. Um, and then Nova, um, where we would do that, I, I I don't think it'll be the Garden. I, if we play, it'll be somewhere else. So just trying to figure that out. Uh, obviously, you got the ACC Big Ten, uh, and that would be a home game for us this year. Um, so, um, and then how do you do the other non-conference games? You know, who are you playing? How, how does that work? Are they testing? You know, all of these variables that we're still trying to work out. 
when you talk about non-conference games and you look at some of the guarantee games and the, and the schools that are looking for that guarantee typically get paid, what is it, 75 to 95 grand? Yeah, I that, that money, I mean, I, when I was at American, we asked schools for 100 and we got 100 once. Yeah. So, um, Can you, for the, for the audience, describe what a guarantee game is? Yeah, so uh, it's where Power Fives, and not necessarily just Power Fives, but schools will pay lower major to mid-major schools um, guaranteed money to come in and, and be a home game for those bigger schools. Um, so when I was at Boston U and American, you know, we would play Maryland and Georgetown, and those were our guarantees. We like to be a little closer where we, we weren't spending as much money uh, on expenses, <laughs> so we wanted more of the guarantee. Uh, and that's typically what happens, you know, when we play some of the in-state Virginia schools. And a lot of times the Power Fives will use that game as tune-ups. And yeah, prepare I, I, for the ACC tournament or whatever conference they're playing in. Mark, I, I, there's no such thing as a tune-up. We, we, we just want to, we want good competition. We, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say that those schools are tune You know how many times, how many close games we've been in that, that were guarantees? And when I was at American, we loved that. Overlook us because we want to get paid and beat you. Right. But, right. So when you look back at maybe George Washington a couple of years ago for UVA. Right. Right. That wasn't. Well, that wasn't a guarantee. We ended up doing a, th we did a two for one where we, right. they came here twice. We went there once. So you do, you can do. Okay. But like a Savannah four. State, a Savannah State, Austin P. Yeah, correct. Correct. Right. Correct. But, yeah. but those are. You know, those teams aren't going to – they haven't in the past challenged you guys. Hey, listen, we almost lost to Norfolk State here when, when our first or second year here. Um, so I respect everybody that's, that regards a guarantee or not. Um, so I, I wouldn't call them tune-ups. That, that's disrespectful to them programs. Them dudes are trying to kick our ass. We'll argue about that offline because <laughs> – it's, if they're not, you're not paying somebody to come to hundred thousand dollars to come to your school to whip to get whipped on. I, I, no, but but you know, I I, I have respect for those programs I, as you should. And I'm, should. I I I don't I wouldn't dare say we look at them as tune-ups. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Now those games. It, is it going to be difficult to schedule those games because the budgets aren't going to be the same this year? Well, so if you're I, not paying I, me, yeah, I think I think budget-wise, those schools aren't going to get what they've gotten in the past. But those schools will, even if it's half, they'll be okay with half based on where everyone is economically. So if it's if it's, if it's, it's forty, or if it's forty or thirty as opposed to eighty or ninety, they'll take that based on where we are. Um, but the, so the issue isn't the money. The issue is more or less, are they testing as much as we have to test? For example, they now have it. Like, you know, we would want results quicker the way we're going to be able to get testing results. And I'm not sure every league has access to the, the – the number of tests that you would have to do. So that's what's going to make the non-conference stuff a lot tougher, I think, um, just from, you know, 
because you want you want to know that they're like for me playing all ACC games. You know each school's testing the same way we're testing makes way more sense than even trying to do a non-conference this year. Like if you told me we're in the ACC bubble, we're going to just play ACC games and then you know we qualify for NCAA tournament. That makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, just just because you can somewhat be in a bubble, but our level of testing will be a, the same across the board. I'm not sure the Southern Conference and the MEAC and the and, the, and those, you know, the Big South can test the way we 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 are going to test in in some of the Power Fives. Yeah. Well, there's so much uncertainty still and. Yeah, I, it, 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 there's there's a lot that remains to be seen because God forbid, it, it, and it's going to happen, but we get a positive, you know. Then now you're talking 14 days of quarantine, contact tracing. Well, who's I mean, on a basketball team, if three or four dudes got to sit, you know, that's a that's a significant blow to your basketball program as opposed to football. Right. You know, well, so yeah, depending what position and depending correct. who they correct. are. Correct. Right. Correct. Absolutely. The other rule that was implemented by the NCAA, and I said the other one, there could be more that I'm not aware of, is that there can be no in-school visits. Correct. January 1. We, we, we won't be able to visit. I don't think they're letting us off campus to recruit or kids on campus for official or official visits, unofficial kids can still come on their own. We have no access. We can't contact them. Um, but yeah, until January. So <laughs> that makes recruiting extremely difficult. Does that hurt, help, and different to UVA and to other large schools? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think it's indifferent because we're all under the same guidelines. Um, you know, if if we if we had a ton of kids regionally that could come and and do unofficials on their own, maybe there's more um, there's an advantage in that regard. Um, but I mean, I don't see many families taking the chance to even come unofficially. Yeah. Um, that requires some overnight stay and you know just being you know being around sure. um, more folks. I. I I, I think it's 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 it levels the playing field for everybody, um, and we just wait and see come January what what happens. Yep. But but it's it's making evaluations much tougher because you're solely evaluating now off of film, and that's you know the the younger classes, the classes of 22 and the 23 classes, and you just aren't as familiar with some of these kids. You've seen them, but you wanted, you know, there's several kids that you you know about and you saw, but you just to solely go on film makes it extremely difficult. So when you guys are having coaches meetings, are you guys going back and forth saying, should we offer this kid oh, yeah. in 23? Because if we don't, someone else is going to offer him. We, we, we've totally had those discussions. Like we, we, right now, um, we don't have offers out in the 22 class. We're probably one of few programs that don't, um, but it's it's just we we it it is 
driven me crazy because I like to see with my own eyes legit height, legit athleticism, speed, you know, all of that in person, and, and you just don't get that. So typically how far out and at what point will you offer somebody two years away? Well, it depends on the, it depends on the kid. Um, it you know we in the past we we've thrown offers out to ninth graders before who who we deemed good enough, but we saw them. I mean, we we may have evaluated them several times um, in person. Um, and there's some kids. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure in the next month or two um, we'll turn the corner on 22s, and there'll be some kids that will will decide we need to we need to throw offers out to, but um, it is, it is really made life difficult for me in particular. I, I'm only speaking for me. I don't know about the other guys, but I, I, I trust my eyes. I film, film. And a lot of times we get in highlight film and the kid makes every shot and he looks great. And um, you know, it's, it, it, it's really hard. So, um, yeah. But it's 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 where we are. We all got to live live it and do it, and um, we'll adjust accordingly. And, and quite honestly, um, a lot depends on what we end up with in twenty one determines who and what direction we go in twenty two. So that there's still some some balls being juggled regard regarding the twenty one class. So could be stacked at that guard spot. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, already are, but even next year, could it be more yeah, stacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We, all right, we're involved with some good players, Mark. I, I know it. I know it. Everybody, all the UVA fan base knows it, and when people have their fingers crossed. But my feeling is whether you get them or not, that team is going to be ready to play. That team is going to compete at the highest level and against any team across the country. So I, I'm, I'm not really concerned whether a big name or comes or doesn't come. Really we'll, we'll be just fine. Yes, you will. Um, have you? Who do you have winning the NBA championship? So I've got right, my predictions already wrong in the East. The Celtics laid an egg, so I had the Celtics in five, and now they're down two one. So I think I'm still going to roll with the Celtics, but I got Celtics Lakers, and I got Lakers beating the Celtics in the five. I, Rondo has made them a different animal. The, the playoff Rondo is hooping, and it just makes them different. Did you watch – did you see the whole game last night? I, I, I fell asleep for a little bit of it, but I watched some, yeah. Did you wake up for the end of it? I saw the end. Did you see the last three, four minutes? I, yeah. Where, where are you going with this? I'm just curious to know your thoughts on LeBron James. Well, I, I – I, he made a few mistakes late and, you know, turned it over, didn't take a shot of air ball or something. You know, I, I'm okay with Bron. I'm, I'm, but, but to me, Rondo has allowed guys to, to thrive. And he's making, as Shaq would call them, the others look really good. He's he's touching the paint. He's assisting. He's making shots when he needs to. He's defending. He brings a level of toughness um, that I think they they need. But they got a ton of experience, man. His experience, Bron, Danny Green, like they 
I don't see them. I don't see them losing, but maybe one more game in the rest of the playoffs. Did you think that? Is that your thought? Was that your thought before last night? Yes, that was, easy before last that, night. Night. that was before last night. And even say they lose that game, they would have. They they're gonna win the next three. They would have. They had they lost yesterday. They would have won the next three and beat them four one and sweep the Celtics. I'm gonna let Chris Havlicek know you said that. Celtics aren't ready for this. <laughs> and, and, and as long as they all stay healthy, Rondo's gonna try to kill the Celtics. That is true. Whether he can do it or not is another story, right? And and it's such a different game without that fan base, right? That seven, that's that six man behind you yeah, when it, you're on someone else's home court. But 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 I I I'll tell you, I'm I'm I love the big fella for Denver. I hadn't watched. No, I hadn't watched a lot of them. God, he's so good. It's insane how good he is. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. It's crazy, and and there's not much he can't do. It does everything. He doesn't rim protect as well as he, he he could. I think he could be better, you know, being at the rim and discouraging shots at the rim. But everything else. He is high level. I, I mean, the ease of his shots, right, with defense on him is just remarkable, right? But then I watched him a game against the Clippers. He came off a curl off a screen, caught it in the paint, and basically as he caught it, threw a left-hand pass to a cutter for a dunk. No, he's, his passing is high level. His, his, his passing is big time. I, I am overly impressed with teams and the way they've come and played in the bubble. Like they they bought their A games to the bubble. I, yeah. I I've enjoyed playoff basketball. So it's gotten a lot better, right? And I, this will be the last point I'm going to make for the show. Since the beginning, there was a lot of struggling, right? Guys just weren't playing that well. They weren't shooting well, that I, well. I thought the effort was good. I thought it was a little sloppy, but I thought yeah. there was effort. There was like they came back in better shape than I anticipated. They played hard, just some rust and time, and they were fouling like crazy, but. I thought the effort and the energy was good. How do you control that, manage that with UVA basketball without any scrimmages and going into your first game? Ooh, you, you, we, we've talked about this, like no, tune, no tune-ups for, you know, the, like we've, we've scrimmaged VCU and Georgetown and Villanova in the past, right? We've had some really good scrimmages and those have let us see where we were collectively as a team, but what we need to improve and work on because they were quality and high level, especially the athleticism we face, right? So not having those tune-ups and, man, potentially having to go straight to the bubble in Orlando, this is an option, this isn't isn't concrete, and playing in the wooden classic, like, that's no joke. we, you you got to be ready. So um, there, there'll be some early games where you just are, are, are working off um, preseason jitters, some of that the rust, um, just chemistry, trying to get to, to know each other. There'll be some games like that early on. Hopefully you can play well enough that you win those, that you're winning while you're going through that adjustment. Um, but the scrimmages, not having those, not being under referees, 
like we, you know, we, you know, hopefully we get reps in and, and you get some inner squad stuff where, you know, you're under the whistle, but um, I don't even know how that works. Like, are they going to keep the reps away because of, you know, COVID to, to, to not interact with the, I, I, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach, always a pleasure. Once again, having you on, on the J on your show, the Jay Willie show. Until next time. I appreciate always coming on with your mark and having the opportunity to catch up. I think we have two or three more Mondays where we have a week off in between and before we go every Monday. Once the season starts. And and I'm going to tease it a little bit. Hopefully once we get a UVA football game under our belt, we're going to have some some special guests. former UVA football uh, to, to jump on and, and, and spend some time with us on the Jay Willie show. So I'll just tease it a little bit, Mark. Um, we're looking but, forward to that. But we're, we're, we're waiting to get um, a game under our belt and see how, see how the Wahoos do on that gridiron. Everybody should check out the, the uh, UVA Locker Room Football Podcast with Tony Covington and Ahmad Hawkins. The ball hawk. And T Cub. Yep. All right, Mark. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. We will see you in two weeks. Take care. Keep Cam off that football field.